Welcome to the At Hot Magazine Live Podcast. Taylor Swift's fans know how to look for careful clues and Easter eggs in her lyrics and music videos. So anticipation was high when the pop star dropped a short film going deeper into her romantic life on a fan favorite song. The 13 minute All Too Well, the short film, did not disappoint. Its release Friday night came soon after Swift debuted her expanded and recorded album, Red, Taylor's version which includes a 10-minute extended version of All Too Well. Ahead of a fan screening, Swift told the Associated Press she decided to record a longer version of the song and make a mini-movie because of its popularity with followers. This is all about what the fans have turned this song into. Swift said on the red carpet, it was never a single, never had a video, it never had a visual element to it, but they pretty much created their own imagery cinematic universe for it. Oh, imaginary cinematic universe for it. So this is just me following through on what they started and what they told me they wanted. Red is a classic Swift album with the original 2012 release featuring hits like We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together and 22. The superstar directed the All Too Well short which stars Sadie Sink and Dylan O'Brien. Packets of tissues that read all too well were handed out to the fans to use if needed. Inside, Swift greeted the audience with, it's been a while. She then granted permission for any emotion the film may stir up. You and I are used to concerts, Swift said. We're used to feeling how we feel and being vocal about how we feel. When we feel it, just do that. Feel your feelings. We've provided tissues. You do not need to be stoic, serious, or anything you are not, she said. In the movie, Sink and O'Brien play out the fun and romance of a new relationship. Problems and hurt feelings creep up in their eventual breakup. A highlight begins with the dinner scene as O'Brien's character holding court as the guests laugh. Sink reaches for O'Brien's hand and he drops it. What follows is an approximate three-minute break in the music for spoken dialogue as they argue while washing dishes. O'Brien tells Sink she's making something out of nothing for being upset prompting the audience to gasp and boo. Swift explained to the AP 
that this part of the film is not an autobiographical moment at all, but was ad-libbed. I think you can tell a lot about people when you see them fight, she explained. So we wanted to have a big argument. They knew what the argument was about, what the catalyst was. This was something that was created for the film. After the screening, Swift brought O'Brien and Sink out before the audience. I'm sorry about that, O'Brien joked about his behavior on screen, winning the crowd back in his favor. Swift also performed an acoustic version of All Too Well for the room as she strummed her guitar. The new All Too Well was a top trending item Friday on Twitter, with fans reveling in the juicy details of the additional lyrics. Although Swift hasn't talked about who the song is about, Swifty sleuths have targeted actor Jake Gyllenhaal as the likely beau who broke her heart years ago. Swift has been re-recording her first six albums because her original masters were sold by her prior label and she wanted to create new masters that she could own herself. Red, Taylor's version, was released Friday with an expanded 30 total songs, including duets with Ed Sheeran, Chris Stapleton, and Phoebe Bridgers. I'm getting to look back on this music and just see music and see art and see experiences I've had in concerts, said Swift of re-recording her music. It was mine and now is really shared between me and the fans. And that's what I have really taken away from this experience. Next story, Kim Kardashian West cracked a joke at her own expense while celebrating the upcoming nuptials of her close friend, Simon Hulk. Kardashian West, 41, delivered a speech that had the audience roaring with laughter during a celebration that took place ahead of Hulk's Saturday wedding. The moment was captured by fashion journalist Derek Blossberg, who shared footage Friday on his Instagram story of the Skims founder in her element. While speaking to the happy couple, Hulk 38 and his fiancee Phil Repetella. Blossberg's clip opens with the former Keeping Up with the Kardashian star grinning and holding a microphone while wearing a blue, a royal blue dress and large sparkling earrings. With her hair pulled back in a sleek updo, the audience applauds her. Kardashian West turns to look back at Hulk who is clapping and laughing behind her. Once the cheering dies down, 
she jokes to Hunk and his husband-to-be, I was a little bit confused because I haven't really figured out this marriage thing myself. So I don't know what kind of advice I'm going to give you guys tonight. Kardashian West has been married three times to Damon Thomas from 2000 to 2004 to Chris, hum <clears throat> to Chris Humphreys from August 2011 through October 2011 and most recently to Kanye West whom she wed in 2014 and filed for divorce from in February of 2021. Hulk, Hulk rather, has been close friends with the Kardashian family for years and has often appeared on Keeping Up with the Kardashians as well as his, as his own series about his work in PR, The Spin Crowd. He proposed to Ripertella in January 2020 when he got down on one knee on a beach in front of a display made of rocks spelling out, you better say yes. Hook posted his proposal to Instagram with the caption, he said yes. While Ripportella joked in his own post, it's about time. In a follow-up post, Hulk thanked everyone for their congratulations in response to his engagement writing, I wasn't prepared for the unbelievable love I'd received since strong-arming him to marry me. <laughs> Friends from high school whom I haven't spoken to in a decade, distant relatives, my 5.30 a.m. barista, all of you have shown up in such a big and beautiful way. Feeling mega grateful to everyone. P.S. I never got this whole marriage hoopla until now. Groomzilla 2021, he added. Hulk and Ripertilla are set to wed Saturday. Next story. Paris Hilton married Carter Rium on Thursday, November the 11th. And her pal, Kim Kardashian, was in attendance. And like a true good friend, Kardashian was sure to fluff Hilton's wedding dress in a time of need. All right, now let's stop for a quick second and understand something. Kim Kardashian was involved in two weddings in two days, <laughs> she was involved in a wedding Thursday, and she was involved in a wedding Saturday. 
<laughs> Ooh wee, that's that's kind of tough. <laughs> well, maybe if I had a tux, I could I could use that tux <laughs> before I took it back Monday. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Woo. can anybody out there do two weddings in let me see one thursday and one saturday Woo. <laughs> okay if you can please contact me and let me know what you think about that or if you can't, <laughs> I would like to hear from you. But moving on with the story. Per her press email, Hilton's dress was designed by Oscar De La Renta. It was long sleeved and laced with a pretty floral pattern. She looked stunning. She said, my forever begins today, 11-11. In a separate post, she wrote, wifey for lifey. And for a third, she said, Paris and Carter 11-11, the fashion, reality, TV, and EDM icon was absolutely glowing in her wedding pics. Kim Kardashian and Paris Hilton have been friends for years. They used to pile around in the mid-2000s wearing matching outfits and accessories. Both went on to achieve massive success in the fashion and beauty spaces. Hilton is also a very popular DJ. <laughs> wow. In August of 2021, Hilton revealed she'd be wearing probably 10 dresses over the span of her three-day wedding celebration. We're planning everything. It's very stressful, she told Jimmy Fallon of The Tonight Show, adding, I'm not a bridezilla at all. I wanted my fans to see that I found my Prince Charming and my happy fairy tale ending. Now, she said just being in one wedding was stressful. This is why I brought up the concept of being in two weddings in the same weekend. <laughs> Woo, you talking about stressful. <laughs> and Kim, Car Kim Kardashian just did it. Has anybody seen her?
continuing with the story. Uh, there is no confirmation yet if that tin dress thing actually happened. In July of 2021, Hilton opened up about her relationship with Room on Instagram, writing, 20 months of bliss. One of my favorite things about you is just how much you support me with everything I do. You're always by my side during these big life moments. And with you and us together, I feel truly unstoppable. My best friend and love of my life all in one. I can't wait for more memories and the life we're building together. Oh, she just sounds so in love. And and I'm not trying to, you know, be funny or I I'm I'm really saying she sounds like she's so in love. I'm really saying that. I'm not I'm not being sarcastic or anything like that. I mean, if you really knew me, <laughs> you would know <laughs> I'm not being sarcastic. She from these posts she's making, she sounds like she's really in love. Okay, remember when I asked, had anybody seen Kim Kardashian since the weddings? <laughs> well, maybe they have. This next story says, Kim Kardashian's custom Rick Owens gown not only scored her on the best dressed list at Paris Hilton's wedding, but also earned her the title of most glamorous patron. At the mini mart, she swung by following the nuptials. <clears throat> on her way home from Hilton's lavish ceremony on Thursday night, Kim made a pit stop at a convenience store, still wearing her black tie attire. The reality star was photographed strolling through the parking lot in a plunging black ball gown that split at the bust and featured a large cutout below. She paired the dress with Balenciaga accessories, including black hoop earrings, coordinating booties, and a boxy clutch. She wore her long, dark hair in a braid that hit below her butt and complemented the monochromatic look with dark, smoky eye makeup. <clears throat> According to a source, <clears throat> Kim and Paris shared some very cute moments together ahead of the ceremony. Kim had a sweet pep talk with Paris and helped her with her dress.
The source added that it was important to Paris to take so many photos with friends and document everything. Every little moment for memories. Overall, it was like out of a movie. Everything was gorgeous and it all came together so seamlessly. They continued. She wanted to keep it incredibly intimate and personal and every person in attendance had a special near and dear place in her heart. So Kim has been sighted. <laughs> 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 Woo, two weddings in one weekend. Oh my goodness. You need a vacation from that. <laughs> At least six months. <laughs> Woo, at least six months from that. Now, this next story may shock and surprise you. Are you ready? All right. Go get you some popcorn and sit down and get ready to take a listen. It's hard to remember that there was ever a fleeting moment that Taylor Swift and the streaming music industry didn't see eye to eye. Now that she's setting and resetting records as the queen of stream. Spotify reps say that Swift broke two records for the service on Friday, the day that Red Taylor's version came out. One is the record for the most streamed album in a day by a female in Spotify history. Red... <clears throat> Taylor's version accomplished that by picking up over 90.8 million streams on day one. <clears throat> the previous record holder, also Swift, with Folklore, a July 2020 release that was the first of two new albums Swift put out last year. If you're curi curious about who last held that record, who was not Taylor Swift, it was Ariana Grande, who set a high mark with the Thank You Next album when it came out in February of 2019. The other Spotify record broken by Swift Friday was the one for the most streamed female in a single day in Spotify history. She did that with more than 122.9 million streams on Friday. That means that about a quarter of the nearly 
almost 123 million streams Swift picked up Friday were for albums <clears throat> other than Red Taylor's version. Since the new release lasts more than two hours, it's a mystery how fans had time to stay dialed in for anything else from the catalog. But they did. Of course, Swift is unlike most pop artists and still maintaining a robust sales presence and sales estimates have yet to come in for the two CD or four LP versions of Red, Taylor's version. But it will not be a surprise if the vinyl edition sets some kind of record when the first week figures come in, since her fans have de demonstrably embraced that format in the year and a half since folklore vinyl became a phenomenon. With the recent delayed LP release of Fearless, Taylor's version, being the key factor in returning that album to number one. Beyond already serious pent-up interest, Swift helped goose streams and sales with back-to-back -back appearance plugging the album on Jimmy Fallon's and Seth Meyers' shows Thursday. The promotion continues this weekend with an appearance on Saturday Night Live, where she is expected to have a single performance slot doing the newly released 10-minute version of fan favorite All Too Well. Okay, did you go get you some popcorn and <laughs> and get comfortable? <laughs> because you are not going to believe this. Taylor Swift said, Red Release, it was the soundtrack to my own breakup. What were you up to nine years ago? That might be a bit of a hard question to answer when it's often tough to remember what you had for dinner two nights ago. But for Taylor Swift fans, it's probably quite easy. They were listening to her then new album, Red, her first country and pop crossover. The album has become a talking point again because it's been re-released this week as part of Taylor's efforts to regain ownership of her own music, which she said was sold without her permission. Taylor is currently in the process of re-recording all six albums she released while signed to her former label, Big Machine which was bought by Justin Bieber's manager, Scooter Braun, 
in 2019. He then sold her masters, the name given to original song recordings, to an investment fund for an estimated $300 million. Swift release, oh, my bad. And that's the reason two new versions of Taylor's albums, Fearless and Red, have been re-recorded and re-released in 2021. So that Taylor has control of where her songs now end up. She's hoping fans will stream and buy her new versions in the future instead of the older ones. It means fans like 28-year-old Josh McClain now have a chance to listen to Red with fresh ears and reflect on what their lives were like in 2012. I was just starting my second year of university and had just moved out of my parents and into a house with some friends from the uni. <clears throat> if you're not a big Swifty and you need your memory jogged, this album featured some of her biggest hits like We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together and I Knew You Were Trouble. It was really apparent that Red was a heartbreak album and I think at the time for me it was also an album that was talking about all the emotions I was experiencing after a breakup. It was weirdly comforting to know that somebody else out there <clears throat> was going through something similar. Red was a big moment for Taylor Swift. It experimented with EDM and had big name featured tracks with Ed Sheeran and Snow Patrol's Gary Lightbody. Her album was a lot more pop, a lot more mainstream <clears throat> And the songs and themes of the album definitely spoke to a lot of people my age, Josh said. 22 came out and I was a few years younger, but it was all about going out with friends, having fun. And I think a lot of the emotions on there I had experienced at some point. <clears throat> Josh says a lot has changed in both his life and Taylor's, so it's given him a lot to reflect on when listening to the re-release. We've both grown up a lot. The songs are exactly the same lyrically, but the sound and production feels more mature. It's a great album that stood the test of time, and listening to the songs now I remembered why I fell in love with it in the first place. Taylor has been open about why she's gone to such lengths 
to re-record her music and why these releases mean so much to her. I've spoken a lot about why I'm remaking my first six albums, but the way I've chosen to do this will hopefully help illuminate where I'm coming from. Artists should own their own work for so many reasons, but the most screamingly obvious one is that the artist is the only one who really knows that body of work. The first of her albums to be re-released, 2008's Fearless, included six new songs written in the same era. This time around, she's added nine new songs to Red. This has been the At Hot Magazine Live Podcast.